Okay. <laughs> Let's get this podcast started. <laughs> this podcast takes me one step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break format and do something a little bit different this time for this episode of First Issue Club. We're not going to be talking about the new comics that came out this week. Um, but we're going to be talking about something that involves a shit ton of number one issues. Marvel Comics is starting fresh and rebooting a ton of their storylines and scrapping a bunch of other ones. In fact, they're calling it Fresh Start. Mm, Barf. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) There's a lot of controversy surrounding it, and we're going to get into all that in a little bit, but let's get to know everybody that's here for this convo first. Who do we have in the club today? And because Marvel is doing a rebirth in spring, it's cold here, and I'm fucking tired of the cold. Are you guys tired of the cold? Yeah, Yeah, I'm over it. It can be done anytime now. Exactly. I'm ready for uh, plants to be birthing and uh, spring to come into its eternal nature. If you were to be rebirthed into a candy... What candy would you be reborn into? Uh, this is Greg Liktai, and I would be Chewy Runts, because they are delicious. <laughs> but I would not be the banana one. All bananas are out of my Chewy Runts <laughs> rebirth. You have a, a deep fear of ban- bananas, is that right? Uh, not a fear. <laughs> bananas? Not, okay, so not a fear. It's like a respect. Like, okay. I'm not afraid of sharks. I respect them. Mm. Yeah, we're not talking about sharks, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a fear of bananas. <laughs> banana so, bear. my name is Caitlin Rossick, and I would be only the banana runs. Oh, which is why you guys are such what? a great couple. Is this a house divided? Well, no one would eat me then. I'm Mike D, and I don't get this question, but I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, nerds, I like having options when I get candy. And when you get a candy bar, there's a whole one. Yeah. Nerds, do. Do they taste different? Like yeah, the they colors? taste different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? But get real, Caitlin. I've yeah. eaten a lot of them. I just, maybe something's wrong. When's the last time you, were you eating nerds? Were you eating Pop Rocks? Um, I don't know. I don't they taste so. different. They taste like incredibly, like so much so that I don't really even understand how you would not. For real? Are we being for real right now? Use that door right there, Caitlin. <laughs> you don't know anything about nerds. Oh. We're all nerds. No, they're it's... one giant sugar fuck. <laughs> Did you guys used to keep them in That's like what a? I'm gonna name my new band. <laughs> Sugar, Sugar fuck. <laughs> Sugar fuck. You'll you get a lot of good fans. The worst pet name for anyone ever. <laughs> hey, Sugarfuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. That's a good you, one. You don't like Sugarfuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's spelled with two O's. I think it was your Sugar accent fuk. that got me. No, just uh, the Southern uh, Bill. I'd be a chocolate covered dildo. I didn't know Come we could on. pick dildos. <laughs> it's a candy. Can no, I go again? Where? Show me where you can buy that. Is it filled with nougat? That's if definitely for sale somewhere. One hundred percent. That's an edible yeah. thing somewhere. Did you want to be a chocolate covered comic book, Mike? Yeah, I, I'd be chocolate covered comic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do not say fucking hot dog right now. <laughs> How many chocolate covered <laughs> comic? <laughs> Quitting this fucking podcast. Uh, we should make a separate podcast that's just for us to listen to. <laughs> yep. That's not what this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Well, we talked about who we are. <laughs> and we introduced ourselves in the form of a question. But now it's time to get this podcast started. Well, we came here for one purpose. Let's get into it. Marvel, fresh start. Here's some of the things that we know about it. Uh, what's happening is they're relaunching a bunch of books, so we're going to get the return of Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Hulk, all of which have been in the recent comics, people of color, LGBTQ plus characters, women. But they're getting their classic identities back, so we're going to see Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Thor, normal Thor, Bruce Banner. And to be honest, we don't want to review every single one of those comic <laughs> books that's going to come out. So we're just talking about them generally now, and if any are interesting enough to us, we're going to talk to you about them. Yeah. Also, did you, call, um, did you call Thor normal Thor as opposed to abnormal Thor well, yeah, norm- because she's a lady? Norm Thor. <laughs> Norm, Norm Thor, Thor is a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, Norm Thor. Anyway, we got a fresh start happening. Yeah, Marvel's going to do a bunch of stuff. It's slightly controversial. You've probably heard about it because the New York Times, the Guardian, CNN, everybody has written about this that's happening. And you know what's fucking crazy about them writing about it? Marvel has done this seven, eight times in the last five years. This is nothing different. It than... shouldn't be fucking newsworthy. No, it isn't. And what happened was the Guardian article got picked up a lot of places. And the guy who wrote that really wasn't feeling it. Uh, I think a lot of comic book fans get frustrated that the, their stories get rebooted or restarted and everything you've learned about a character doesn't matter anymore or whatever. Um, or maybe you're just tired of buying number ones that are promising something different mm-hmm. and then nothing ever changes. Like, here's, here's a question for you guys. DC does this all the time too and no one's shit on DC about it. Uh, but in DC's defense, I kind of feel like they actually change things. Whereas Marvel books promise big changes, and then I feel like everything's the fucking same. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. Why is this, why is this the one they're covering? Mm-hmm. I think that now is their reckoning of, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe is literally kicking the ever-loving shit out of DC. No, completely. Like, they, yeah. they can't even hold a candle to it. And what I think Marvel is now trying to do is saying, but our comic book sales aren't as good as DC's, or they at least aren't paralleling what we're doing in the movie universe. We got to do something different. Let's restart that. Yeah, and if, if you don't know this, Marvel comics sell, like, sell so far lower than DC comics. It's, like, not even funny how mm-hmm. far down the chain they are. Do they still make money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comic books are very profitable because they're super fucking cheap to make. Yeah. But uh, they're just not selling near the numbers that DC's touching or, the, or that Marvel even wants to make. Right. Bleeding Cool made this point, which I thought was like really interesting. Black Panther came out and fucking badass movie, um, amazing movie. And there are three, two to three titles of Marvel that that they have for Black Panther that just sold nothing. The dial didn't tick up at all for them. Um, But uh, Ragman, who is this, like, weird-ass character in DC, makes a random appearance in in, uh, Archer? 
Arrow. 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 I called it Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow. Uh, and um, and then Ragman like ticks like crazy, and they get they get a huge sale. Like DC is just good at selling their comics, and I don't. I couldn't actually tell you why that is, but I know that to be true. And Marvel's going to try to make that play here. I mean, I get the. It's just uh, we covered legacy. Maybe 15 episodes ago. Oh my god! Totally. I can't. This podcast has been going long enough that we will have hit two Marvel reups. Yeah. What we're, the fuck? We're only 30 episodes in on this motherfucker. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. But uh, uh, Marvel Legacy had some great comics that people loved. Thus, the frustration from a lot of fans, um, born out of the comics with great diversity. Getting slashed. The reason why I'm excited about doing this podcast mm-hmm. and talking about this is this is a multifaceted conversation because if this does mean getting new audience for Marvel, I'm going to be a fan of it. And I think that's the attempt. Now, that might be money-driven, and it for sure is. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is appealing to them, to, to new audiences. Let's take th- when Thor became a female, right? There is this group of female uh, comic book enthusiasts. Yeah, I think you have to be in the industry called Valkyrie. They're a, a cohort of women, and when that Thor came out, they gave it what is now dubbed the Valkyrie Hug, and that comic book saw, like, insane sales. Like, you can't even get that comic book anywhere, partially because they just made it, like, new, accessible. They tried new things, and, like, that is super exciting to me. If that's what this is going to be, great, but, like, they better get it right this time because they've tried a lot. And I think that putting a number one doesn't necessarily mean getting that kind of new readership that you're talking about with what happened with Valkyrie and that. Because the whole reason you got that is because you did something new, and a lot of this seems like they're going to be returning to things that aren't going to do that for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think they are. Mike, you know this better than I would or all of you guys would. It seems like they're returning a little bit more to the norm when they were kind of doing some crazy stuff. Completely. I feel like Marvel Legacy and the, the comic books we've gotten over the last two years from Marvel have been very focused on getting new young readership. And I think there's frustration from the old fan base and they've dropped off. They're not buying into these new books. But not many new people go into comic book shops. They're, we've talked about this before on the podcast. They're kind of daunting to walk into. Mm-hmm. And... You know, behind the counter, you have a book in your hand, and the guy at the shop starts making fun of the book that you were about to buy. You know what I mean? That happens yeah. all the time at totally. my comic shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's going to bother me a little bit with this is that when people see... I I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not my first go-to on movies. I'm not, like, super jazzed about it. I'll probably see them all. It, I frankly have a tough time connecting them all. I don't always know. So tough by this point. I and so like I have a I have a coworker who is um she, I mean she considers herself a Marvel Cinematic Universe like connoisseur. She mm-hmm. knows everything. She watches all of the stuff and I've given her um a handful of stuff some like some Captain America stuff that I liked and then um what's that book we all like uh that uh Vision. Vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so spice. Yeah. And it like it it didn't matter she didn't like it really, and 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 I actually enjoy that interaction. I love that she is the expert of her world, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not an expert, but I'm at least 
a professional maybe in my <laughs> in my world and we don't I don't have to like I don't offer her I really don't offer her anything like noth- none of my knowledge of the comic book world really <laughs> informs her world that much <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> completely and I don't I'm not looking forward to that changing what do you mean <laughs> so I mean like I don't now in theory the uh-huh. comic books that we read will uh give more life and more breath to what you're seeing on the silver screen. I see what you mean. Um, you're afraid they're changing the comic books to match the movies more so people will buy the comic books more. That is my fear. Yep, you put it into words. I also agree, but the the argument that keeps coming back around that's like shouted from their mountaintops is that if people aren't buying this shit, what the fuck are they supposed to do? Like, I think we can shit on them all day for, sure. like, mm-hmm. uh, can- I hear that. canceling fucking awesome comic books that are, like, insanely diverse. Yeah. But maybe that's on us for not buying them. I get not it. voting with your wallet. A, yeah, horse with right. a, a horse with a broken leg is still a horse with a broken leg, no matter mm-hmm. if it used to be a champion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I don't think that it's sure, a horse sure. with a broken leg now, I guess. Maybe fiscally. I don't know. This story-wise, I just don't think it is. I think, I think it's important to put value and and worth in these well, diverse, I, progressive, so I'm completely characters. I wonder if if just the comic book buying experience might be flawed in and of itself. I'll say the the comic book buying experience has been completely modernized by the ability to sit on your couch and buy them off your phone too, yeah. especially in graphic novel form, which. Um, to Marvel's discredit, uh, th- there's been a lot of books with diverse characters that they didn't allow to get far enough to see how the graphic novel sales did before they judged their performance and halted them. Oh, that's a really good point. And if you want new readership, like, how do new people get introduced into comics? Most people don't even realize comic books are still a thing. Right. Like, no. Yeah, people, that's such a good People point. at my office that I tell, like, hey, you should read this or check that out. They're just like, oh, a new graphic novel or something? Like, they don't even realize. They think comic books are something from, like, the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> that That is such a good point. I have no horse in this race. I feel like I, I like Marvel. I buy them. I certainly vote with my with my wallet, but I'm way more into independent. That shouldn't be a surprise that this, everybody on this podcast really is. like. Um, so, But I'm just interested to see what they, they do. I'd like to get into a little bit of the authors um, that they've kind of laid out for this. Do you think it's appropriate to start to talk about that? 100%. Okay. Um, and I think it's so easy to look at this from like a helicopter view and just fucking shit on what's happening over at Marvel right now, but at the same time, when we go down this list and look at these people who are on it, um, I'm fucking stoked for a lot of these comics, some, and I think you guys of, are going to be too. Some of our favorite, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit about to happen. <laughs> so, Nick Spencer is going to be writing Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Nick Spencer wrote Morning Glories, mm-hmm. Thief of Thieves. Great book. But who, who is Superior the Superior foes of fucking Spider-Man. Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley, who did Invincible, which yep. I don't know if this book's going to be as bloody as Invincible, but Ryan Otley's artwork, artwork is on another planet of good. Mm, and Jason Aaron's still on Thor. Thor and Avengers. And, and, Avengers. and Avengers. Okay. Let's keep a roll. So, yeah, Jason Aaron's on Avengers. Uh, Jason Aaron's a stud, Kansas City boy. Woo! 
Woohoo! <laughs> wrote wrote the best selling comic of all time, which I think is Star Wars number one. Is that really the best of all time? Yeah. Fuck yeah. She-Hulk's been one of my favorite comics Ooh. since I was young. Yeah. She-Hulk's a leading character in Avengers. That's one of the books that Marvel just cut in, in like an onslaught yeah. of cuts. Maybe we get into those. Which I I would a, love if they just called her Hulk. So mm-hmm. that's what happened when Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner died. During Marvel Legacy, they killed Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a little before that. Was it? Yeah. She-Hulk just... Her book, Hulk. her book got renamed Hulk, which is like so progressive. Like, why do you need like a she version mm-hmm. of? A yeah, ca- you, you don't a, need a, that modifier. A more popular yeah. character, like that, kind of sucks. She's, right. she's her own thing. She's not called She Thor, but I, they changed her back to She right. Hulk, uh, like a hand, like a few, three, four issues ago. They did. Just, I think they knew they were going to bring the Hulk back to life at some point. No big surprise if you've ever read a comic book ever that they bring people back to life. Mm-hmm. You just call her Better Hulk. <laughs> she's such a good character, but we Isn't also she have a lawyer. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Banner's a fucking dumbass scientist <laughs> <laughs> who can't control his rage. <laughs> uh, Black Panther's in there. Who is Tanahasi Coates? I think Tanahasi Coates works for the Atlantic. He kind of writes social on social and cultural issues. He's written a novel that's very popular. He's written three New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and he is like the foremost. We talked about this, but he's one of the foremost people who ha- is intelligently um, talking about race issues, some uh, Black Lives Matter things, what it's like to be black in America currently. And um, a brilliant author. He really is. Uh, so, no surprise for him to be doing Black Panther, a continuation of a book he already did and killed. Yeah. Um, like we said, it didn't sell well, maybe, but... Uh, Super appreciated, which but, should also be valued. Yeah, very acclaimed, and I think after the movie, once you see another number one's coming out, written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, it's going to get all that buzz again, and maybe right. this one sells really well. What is the surprise that he's writing? Captain America. Mm. Oh, doesn't that come out on 4th of July? It comes out on 4th of July. Oh, <laughs> that's so <laughs> fucking <laughs> rad. That is cool. So he's got uh, an article on the Atlantic website up right now that's like, you know, what it means to him. Is he afraid to, yeah. you know, get right, into... Like the most white character. Yeah, the, like the whitest, most <laughs> yeah. American character. Uh, so read, that's a great read. I would check that out. Oh, man. Um, but and and awesome. what's cool about that is um, Captain America has a lot of history in Wakanda, so it like totally mm-hmm. makes sense that's, to, to... I didn't think about that. Yeah, to keep them in the same... Mm-hmm. Path, I guess. That's where he got that shield. It mm-hmm. is. Shield mine made of vibranium. Mm-hmm. There's one female writer. Who? Oh, uh, is it Kelly Thompson? M- Margaret Stoll, Life of oh, okay. Captain Marvel. Oh. So, taking on that one. Interesting. I, Marvel might be doing, Ma- Marvel might uh, be doing uh, 50 new books. I don't know how many they're doing. All they had it in them was one fucking female writer. That's no, kind of, is uh, there more? X-23 is written by, um, Mariko, Mariko Tamaki, who did uh, no shit. She-Hulk, the latest up, ep- the latest okay. run of She-Hulk. Okay, and so, so she- two, but still two. Yep. So X twenty three, female character. I know they canceled She-Hulk, but Mariko. So we get we get two two female authors. Again, in case the world doesn't know, fifty percent of the human population happens to have a vagina. <laughs> oh. So maybe 50% of the writers could also have a vagina. I don't know, though. Or 50% <laughs> of the executives. Right, could also oh. have a vagina. Yeah, great. 
So we're they, talking 17 books that they've announced so far. Uh, they have to announce more because Kelly Thompson just signed an exclusive deal with them. Yeah. Okay. I hope she's writing a book. She's a fucking amazing author. There's, yeah. I'll say there's a decent amount of diverse names on on this list. Not all women, but sure. There's there's some decent diversity right. on this list. A guy that we've recently been getting into, Solomon. Saladin. 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 I don't know how to say his name. We didn't we agreed it was not Saladin. <laughs> yeah. Uh he is writing this thing that looks fucking crazy. Exiles. Oh, exiles. In it, it, it and I don't know if I have this right, yep. but it, it looks as if there's like Really cool characters. Uh, we got uh, Captain Marvel from the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Valkyrie person. Then we have a Wolverine. Looks like a baby Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, like from an anime universe. <laughs> yes. Like he looks real wacky. I'm so interested to see where this book goes. It's weird. It's a. Th- it's got to be like a throwaway book. There's no way that thing lasts. It's just you like think? too bonkers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but they're giving him Quicksilver. No surrender as part of like the. New, oh, they're him Quicksilver. The new Marvel fresh start, okay. oh. which again is like a one of five. He's currently doing Black Bolt, which I just finished, which was. Amazing. And I think that book just got canceled. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it shouldn't have because it was great. I think it did. Anyway. <laughs> well, are all the books getting canceled? Maybe we should talk about that. Like, all right. Is that- Here's the list of books that have gotten canceled in the past like year or were announced that they were going to get canceled. America, mm-hmm. who is the Latino LGBTQ character. Yep. Um, Luke Cage. Yep. Despite having a... You know, Netflix great series. Great TV show. And super popular. Uh, People aren't One of the writers from Kansas City. Not that this needs to be a Kansas City podcast, <laughs> but... Uh, She-Hulk, one mm. of my favorite books, just got canceled. Just read the last issue the other day. Jean Grey. Jean Grey got canned? Jean Grey got canned. Huh. Uh, Iceman. Uh, gay. Gay character got canceled. Um, the guy who wrote that did a great thing on Twitter about his time at Marvel. Oh, no. That was, yeah. that was interesting. Guardians of the Galaxy is canceled. Generation X got canceled. That's a female-led team. Uh, Hawkeye, and that's the female Hawkeye. Hmm. Why don't... This is just such a glaring pattern. How is think, this not just totally I transparent? Think, How do they not so see I that think this the, is... The, the problem might be, and this is me just speculating, that the sales don't match the noble effort. Uh, Yeah. Right, I mean, because is that... the diehard people who've been upset with the more progressive moves are the ones that are putting their money. Unfortunately, into that it. may be the case. Well, and this goes back to social media. I think like anyone can be a rallying supporter for these comic books online. Yeah, but you're not buying them with like clicks. Oh, com- and, yeah, that, and shares completely. So, yeah. like you said, we need to we need to vote with our wallets. These people may be just like voicing like we need to have these characters. But you're not buying the books, so what do you want us to? What do you want to happen? I get it. I mean, comic books are expensive. We each spend a lot of money on them a well, week. But it here's the thing. I mean, just like yeah, I don't know. I, I'm of. F- I don't know. I feel like these diehards have had decades to cultivate this habit, though, and you won't get that long standing if you keep canceling it within a year or eight months. I totally. You agree. have to give it yeah. the time to build. Yeah, it can't have a fan base if you cancel it after six issues. But it's there's just not. There's also Marvel also releases like 
a fuck ton of comic books too. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're offering up way too many at a time for anyone to care about. Yeah. Like for all the X Men characters to have like books. their own <laughs> their own books. Yeah. Like awesome that Iceman was a gay character and was probably a great thing for young people to have this right. character to read who was a hero. Like the fucking Cyclops book that they came out with, I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all these individual, like they do, like a beast individual book. I, like that's a good point. You're not gonna have like people it, that I, get into that. And I, mm-hmm. I truly, just like with um, solar power or like green energy, there eventually becomes this line where you you might be getting into it because it's the thing that's like good to get into, but it's eventually gonna be cost efficient for you to actually be investing in like a Tesla or like solar power to like you'll actually benefit. I think the same thing is happening where, like, if you get into non-traditional superhero characters, eventually you'll see, like, they're actually the better fucking story. Mm -hmm. It just, you gotta let it play out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta let it have its run a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Casualties of war, really, is what this is. I was just gonna say, like, these characters, while they're being canceled now, are laying a pretty solid foundation of how to tell a great Marvel story with a diverse character, diverse uh, universe... It's just that the timing maybe had not have been right for that particular book. And like Mike said, there's just way too many fucking options. I can't spend $100 a week buying every Marvel book. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not feasible. No. But when, I think that, I will, I'm fine making this call to action. If Marvel does something diverse, just buy it. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I think like it just is like make that vote. Give it a chance. Yes. Yes. And just and just be like, you know what? I like this because it, I I hope that it's not the case that Marvel is just a bunch of white male nerds who are like secretly anti culture. So I I think there was this outcry of trolls on the internet that were like, we won when Marvel announced they were like canceling all these books. Some we didn't mention. Gwenpool got canceled. World of Wakanda got canceled, which focused on the women of Wakanda, mm. and that book was fucking mm. so good. It was good. Uh, Mockingbird was another book that got canceled, mm-hmm. and all these characters like Ironheart, who was a woman who replaced Iron, Iron Man, Man, and you know, on and on, all these like female characters that replaced their male counterparts are getting replaced now. Um, there's there's these troll assholes online who are just like we our fucking victory we won, but Marvel printed these comics in the first place for a reason, mm-hmm. and they gave these stories and these writers a chance to do all this crazy crazy stuff with their like super flagship heroes, and just because some online trolls say we we won. That doesn't mean they have victory over fucking anything. No. And in fact, I bet Marvel sees that and they and they say, we got to remember to not make sure they feel like they won. I hope. I would hope so. Yeah. That's the hope. Well, I yeah. Think. I mean, we're we're basing a lot of the speculation off of just who we know that the these heroes are going to be in name and recognition. We don't know what they're going to do with these stories. Yeah. A part of me feels like, you say the names Scotty Young, Jeff Lemire, Jason Aaron, Mark Wade, and I'm like, those are good people that are going to do good things. They mm-hmm. all might be white males. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> in fact, they are all white. <laughs> they males. all are white males. Donny Cates, yeah, yeah Donny Cates. Cates. Venom, oh, Venom yeah. number one. That's he's fucking doing awesome. another one too. At least, right? at least they he were able to two. get. They were able to squeak in Tanahasi oh, Coates, one one person okay. of color. There. <laughs> yeah. uh, gotcha. <laughs> they all are authors that do good things, though. One thing that I'll say is, for upset as we are that some of our characters that we love, that we've bought comic books for over the past year are leaving. Are we surprised at all that Tony Stark's going to be Iron Man again and Steve Rogers is going to be Captain America and Bruce Banner's back as the Hulk and Thor is Thor again? I think surprised is not... I, no, I'm not surprised. Disappointed, though? Disappointed, but, like, in a, in a real world, were they just going to throw these, like huge characters away. Yeah, because they could have said, you know what, when we created these uh, 50 years ago, yeah. we accidentally, whoops, made them all white males. Yeah. So why don't we <laughs> redo that into the new society that mm-hmm. we are? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think that the pro- it's not even the progressive thing to do. So uh, do you think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe should, because, I mean, that's so successful that it's in some way has to drive what's going on in the comics for them to just get new readers and not have them be fucking confused, right? Should the cinematic universe be adopting the same thing as well? Because like we're saying, these aren't comic book fans anymore. These are like Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. fans. They, which, would, which by they the, wouldn't let, know any better if like you replaced Iron Man yeah. with like a, he disappears and you replace him with a young black woman. Like... People would be like, oh, fucking rad. Mm-hmm. That's happening in the movies. That's what happens in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. contractually, it has to happen. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and oh. all those people, sooner or later, their contracts are going to run out, and they're not going to re-up those, and those characters are going to have to change one way or another. And there's no way Marvel's bailing on this movie juggernaut they've created. Oh, Fuck no. That's making, when they like, thought the lights were going out, the lights came on full power yeah. for them. Each one of these, like, it'd be a flop if one of these movies made, like, $175 million. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, in my mind, it was, I think they should take a, a note from the comic books and, like, make it like a, a, a passing of the torch kind of situation where... You can still have Iron Man and Thor and, you know, Captain America, but have new people take on the mantle. That just makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely do not recast these people because that'll be weird. Right. Or you do have, like, you know, like the Logans and let them just fade out and have maybe have new superheroes come in. I think there's certain characters that you do kill. Yes. And then other characters yes. that have or that just a, that don't want to do it anymore that have a mantle Fine. worth passing on. Yes, mm-hmm. like Captain America is certainly a character that exists as a symbol. Mm-hmm. And in the comic books, when they made Captain America a black man, the Falcon, who's been mm-hmm. his like teammate forever, like that was super impactful, and it was a great commentary on like what was going on in America at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff in you know Middle Missouri was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. And Black Lives Matter was its like its yeah. its peak. And you know what? The comic book that we reviewed here on this podcast was also probably even more reflective of that. Totally. Than than the cinematic universe. The cinematic universe is always going to be a diet version of what the comic books can do. Yep. 
And so I really hope that the comic books don't stray away from that. Uh, I, I would be bored more than I've ever been bored in my entire life if all these new Marvel books are just like Iron Man classic fighting aliens to save Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? No. Seen it a hundred times. Completely, right? It's, it's almost like, what new stories do you tell with these characters? You know what I mean? That was what was so refreshing about the Marvel Legacy yeah. changes, was that I, you're, you know, you're, you're getting a continuation of a story you love and they're doing new things with it. Yeah, and they have different people driving that, so you're not. Right. it's not as predictable. Or I could be totally off on this, but I think that if what we're seeing today in the media... The, the Parkland kids are representational of like what that generation is and they like how they want to see their voice and how they represent themselves and things like that. If that's who that generation is, they don't want to see that. You know, if they want to get like new young readers, they want to see fucking crazy ass shit like people looking different and stuff like that. If Marvel wants to like just suck the dick of like old dying fat white males, like I think that they're just going to write their tick. They might as well just invest in a funeral home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have their comic sponsored by Fox News. Honestly, that's the thing. Fox News not going to be around in 20 years unless they pivot. And they probably will pivot, and they'll, they'll make it. But the trajectory they're going is their fan base is dying off. And so Marvel has to think about that, as every media organization does. The millennials and the younger, I don't know what you call them, the people that hold, hold those, those purse strings for your future demand something different. I totally agree. But we gave mm-hmm. them something different, and they're not buying comic books. Yeah, they demand it, but comic, they won't it, invest in it. Comic books might not be the medium for them. I hate to say that. Yeah, that's that may be unfortunate. I hope that's. I hope we see like you're a, saying a movies, vinyl diverse thing. stories too. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that, and I'm also saying I hope that just like in vinyl comes around, that it becomes cool to buy comics again. Mm-hmm. Comics again, which I think it has. We've seen an uptick in sales. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 on the slow rise. That's true. Maybe they need to make the bigger shift into digital comics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I I see that, but I also feel like and maybe I'm old school on this, but it's like with having my life be so digital, it's like I enjoy going to, out to eat a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I I enjoy going to the comic book store and reading something physical and like feeling like how do they print the cover you know like mm-hmm. i got to like i got to bag this like in a certain way like i don't have space for this anymore and i and i feel like that tangible interaction like physical human interaction is like that in a way is never going to go away now maybe it will go digital but there will always be cons or s- people have to sign shit you know mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, there's always going to be something physical that we have to buy there Reading comic books, I agree, is like a pretty visceral thing. Mm-hmm. Like holding it in your hands, feeling the pages, just being like really a part of it is it's a pretty special thing. You don't have a lot of hobbies that kind of have that same. Yeah. Now I I know people actually like fans of this podcast that kind of got into comic books because of this, who would probably be better off going digital. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, because like buying a box, learning how to bag mm-hmm. and board, those are things that are. You know, even my siblings who do that, it's, like, annoying to be, like, I'm moving my bed, all my clothes. Oh, and this weird-ass cardboard box or <laughs> cardboard boxes that <laughs> hold are this, full of books. This junk that's not going to be worth anything. Um, so, yeah. 
That was a rabbit hole. <laughs> what else, Mike, you got? I think the last thing I have is that, like we said, there's people we're stoked on that are writing these comic books, and really what you want in your comics are unique voices and people who can tell a good story. And even though we're losing some characters that we fucking loved, there's some of the same unique voices that are going to be telling these news stories, um, albeit through a lot of white characters, unfortunately. Um, maybe they open those characters' eyes to new things. So I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm walking into this with hesitant open arms, and I'm excited for what I'm going to get. Um, but we'll just have to read and see where it goes, mm -hmm. and hopefully this podcast can help you decide where to spend your precious money, and we'll keep suggesting uh, books that we think are going to be rad and ones that fucking suck and you shouldn't support. <laughs> I yeah. have a feeling we're probably going to be covering most of them. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested out. in most yeah. of them. Most of them are going to be significant enough that they'll hit our radar. Yeah. Especially from the authors that we love. Yep. There's plenty of them on here. So, but thanks, Marvel, for doing this for us. We'll return the favor and review some of your books. We'll get on Yelp and <laughs> tell you what we think about your headquarters. Can you Yelp review Marvel? I, it's, a, it's a physical location, right? Do they have a Chili's somewhere? A Marvel Chili's? If they don't, they should. <laughs> Like a planet in Hollywood, but they just merge with chilies. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Marvel does have that, actually. They've got this great restaurant that just sells 25 different types of Bloomin' Onion, and they're <laughs> each one's themed like a different Marvel character. So you have the Hulkin' Onion, which is the biggest onion of all of them. The Hulkin' what, Onion. What's the size of the uh, Rocket Raccoon Onion? The Rocket Raccoon Onion... Uh, you get a pair of uh, tiny hands that you have to pull the onion apart with. The um, Spider-Man onion, which I'm surprised you didn't cover yet. Is shot out of the waiter's hands yep. at your face. <laughs> the daredevil onion, you have to eat blindfolded. <laughs> ha 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 ha, let's all laugh at Budget King's <laughs> onion ones, but uh, the guy who came up with the whole concept, no one cares what he's got to say. Sorry, my and arms were tired. His original idea is, fuck. Come on. <laughs> wait, wait, but we forgot about the crazy french fry platter that they have going They don't on. have that. <laughs> they only have onions? <laughs> they only have, they have 25 different kinds of blooming onions, and we covered about six of them. So check our Twitter for the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Do they not have uh, mozzarella sticks? What the, I just, what did I just say? <laughs> the whole fucking restaurant is It's onions. 25 blooming onions. But what a, onion. And you order one as your... That's your, like your favorite character or whatever a, sounds That's a failure good. of a restaurant. But, what? That's a terrible restaurant idea. It's got us talking about it. <laughs> well, I'm going to Yelp review So you're telling me there's no hot dog? <laughs> no yeah, hot, where's yeah. the hot dog? No. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, this was a podcast. I hope you liked it. As always, we're still produced by Matt Hodap. We're recorded at KCOR Studios in Kansas City. We're on the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts and our music is from primary colors music does anyone have any closing thoughts before we say good night to all of our sweet sweet listeners 
Um, I'm cautious yet optimistic about this Marvel thing. I know I sound trepidatious about it, but fine enough. This is Greg Lichtai. If, uh, if Marvel doesn't hit this out of the park, I'm going to instead purchase weekly Parvel. Uh, <laughs> I think that's an ice cream, right? Is, the, is it the Provel of Pro-Vel. comics? Oh, yeah. It was a cheese. Is yeah. it a cheese? Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. Thanks for laughing. You're only fueling I also him. thought it was an ice cream, so. <laughs> <laughs> if Marvel doesn't deliver on this reboot, um, I'm going to go take all the comics that I bought, and I'm going to put them on my sidewalk, <laughs> and I'm going to yell at people on the sidewalk, and I'm going to say, these comics aren't good, <laughs> and, and I'm going to throw them away, and I'm wasting them, and you can't have them. <laughs> They're trash. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them before you throw them away, though. There's no chance, no. No, There's not a chance of that happening. I have an elf on your shelf. (laughs) Wait, you do? Yeah, so I have a little... Camera? I've been meaning to tell you this. I have a nanny cam in your house. So if that moment were to Uh occur, I would make sure that I would benefit. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I'll have your um, tiny baby daughter, Nona, smash all of mine. <laughs> Nona, smash. Just her pulverize them. Yep. Or I could just mail them back to Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Mailing Please them back take would be an epic statement. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Still buying them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. You could get a refund. Do they like the, like the Walmart of uh, comic books? <laughs> <laughs> we just no receipt, <laughs> just I want my money back. From <laughs> we go to their Bloomin' Onion restaurant and just say, give me all my money back. <laughs> you want to say goodbye, Caitlin? Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> None of else. Uh, nobody else said goodbye. I said signing off. To- I thought that was our sign-offs. It was, yeah. But why did you demand a buy from her? Because she was supposed to do her sign-off. <laughs> That's true, but I don't think I said bye. No, you didn't say bye. Do your sign-off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tell me all well. your thoughts on Marvel. Because I really want to hear them. <laughs> they are changing everything. <laughs> what if Marvel was one of us? <laughs> Just a stranger on the blooming onion bus <laughs> Trying to make its way home With one hand in my pocket <laughs> And the other smoking a Marvel You're gonna comic. show yourself out, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later, guys Mike, come back Wait, No Wait, we have a lot more grunge If he leaves, is Snagglepuss gonna come back? Are you gonna turn on the 22D? 202D. <laughs> 2D. All right. All right. We can get that bye going. Do you want to say any thoughts about Marvel, Caitlin? Or are you supposed to say bye? I said my thoughts on it. Yeah, she said no, no, let's go smash him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which she will. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>